With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is a Rocket Room production. Red Nation, it's your boy Jeremy Brenner here. And tonight we are recapping Rockets Celtics. Rockets fall short once again, their 34th loss of the season in 47 games. Jeremy Brenner here tonight. This is a tough loss for the Rockets considering. Not a whole lot went right for them tonight. I see we have people coming in on locker room already, and I will get you guys to come up here and speak in just a few minutes. Just wanted to open the show and kind of give some stats before we go. Christian Wood led all Rockets scoring tonight with 19 points and 10 boards. Uh, Kevin Porter, uh, an off night, 0 of 5 from 3, just 12 points for him, and you know, honestly, the Rockets just fell out of sync on offense tonight. There was just something there that was missing that they didn't get in the Brooklyn game. The Brooklyn game, you you saw that offense right away. And, you know, props to the Celtics defense as well. You know, Marcus Smart was definitely a huge factor on defense. I felt like, you know, we always saw him active on the defensive floor. The On the defensive side of the ball, the Celtics had nine steals and seven blocks tonight. I mean, that's pretty pretty darn impressive and you know I think that was also part of the whole the whole reason why this game went the way it did you know good defense from another team and poor shooting from the other team that definitely will result in a loss especially for the Rockets and you know I can't wait until this team gets some shooting man like I really think that the Rockets in the draft should go wherever they get with the high pick and then with the next two picks, just take the best the best shooters in the draft. They really need shooting. That's how Steven Silas's offense works. 
and that is how they should run. And I really think that they can go somewhere, but they got to get shooting on the floor, and they just don't have that. And it's really hard to implement an offense that is so, you know, prominent on the three ball, and you are the worst three-point shooting team in the league. I understand that's not, you know, how this team was, you know. I mean, obviously this team was constructed very differently than anticipated. And look, the three ball is so important in the NBA in today's game. And the Rockets are part of that. And I appreciate that. And I think, though, the personnel just needs to change. And obviously, you know, the personnel that were there tonight is not going to be, you know, most of the team moving forward. You know, feel free to talk in the chat as well here live on Locker Room. Today we have a few people coming in. Uh, Vinny is talking about Christian Wood's fall, and we will be discussing that. So, you know, Christian Wood, he did fall at the end um, with about four or five minutes left to go in the game, and it appeared that he landed on his ankle. That's what they said on the broadcast, but I think it was also his knee. Like, he landed awkwardly on his knee. He kind of limped back to the bench. Obviously, uh, a huge concern for the Rockets, considering Christian Wood's health has been, you know, somewhat questionable this season. And I will say this. I don't think it's as serious as we've seen. Obviously, I could be wrong. I hope that he can play Sunday, but it wouldn't surprise me if we see Christian Wood, you know, back on the bench uh, for Sunday's game. And at this point, you know, given where the Rockets are going, it's not the huge... It's not a huge deal if he misses a game or two. They personally think uh, they personally need to just keep this train going. And I do see a lot of speaker requests now, so I am going to start bringing people up. If you have, if you have something that you want to get off your chest, feel free. This is a safe space for us Rockets fans that have you know been through it this year. But feel free if you want to come up and speak, ask a question, talk about tonight's game talk about anything else, please hit that speaker request button. I'm going to let you come up on stage and talk Rockets basketball for a little bit. So again, Rocket, and if you're here on Locker Room, feel free uh, to follow me here on Locker Room at Jeremy Brenner. And you can also follow the Dream Take on Twitter at uh, the Dream Take and at DreamShakeSBN. We are also on Facebook, so go give us a like over there. We do half of our recaps over there and then half of our recaps over here on locker room to try to canvas more sides of our fan base so i really appreciate all of the support here tonight we have a nice little nice little room here got uh zeke my guy here on locker room carlos my my uh co-worker my battle red blog brother and we have jackson gatlin host of locked on rockets over here and a couple of familiar faces we got josh Vinny, mauricio really appreciate your guys' support, but in, if nobody wants to come and speak, I guess I'll continue talking about the Celtics, but we do have Josh that just hit his speaker request button, so Josh, welcome to the Dream Shake, man. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, Jeremy? How's it going? It's, it's you know, good, <laughs> but we would have liked the Rockets win, I'll tell you that. Um, I want to say about Christian Wood, his his play concerns me. The way he plays concerns me in a way. I definitely just... see where you're coming from. Uh, I tend to notice when he when he can't hit a shot, he like he he drives a lot and he hurts himself. I need to, I would love for him like to develop some type of post game, kind of like Lamarcus in a way. I think that will benefit his game so much if he he's able to do a post fade or something like uh, have a go to move. Because when this shot is off, it's like he's he's steady running and picking rolls all the time, all game long. Yeah, he kind of seems he kind of seems to go back at you know what he's like. He kind of tries that same shot. It's it, at some point, it could possibly get predictable, you know, as Very. as more teams start to pay attention to him. You know, I think in the past, Christian Wood wasn't necessarily a huge uh, part of the scouting report. But now, when he's the best player on the team, he is that part of the scouting report. And his game is a little bit predictable, but Christian Wood is that good to where even yes. if you know what's coming, it's still going to, you know... He's still going to beat you. But, like, for instance, like, James Harden, in a way, I like, like, 
what he was able to bring, like he's able to beat you in so many different ways. And that's what makes him the MVP. He can beat you with a step back. He can beat you driving. He can beat you kicking out to a guy in the corner. Christian Wood is a little bit. Do you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Blake Griffin when Blake Griffin first started and he couldn't do nothing but pick and roll and dunk. It kind of reminded me that. And then when Blake changed his game to go to the outside and have a post hooks, post fades, and all other types of stuff to his game, it just really developed. It just sad to see that he got hurt the way he did. Yeah. You know, I think that Christian Wood, though, his potential is enough to to develop. And I think, oh, yeah. I think it's – give him an offseason. Give this team an offseason together. I, I truly think an offseason and an injection of shooting into this – I really truly think this team needs just a bunch of shooters. That's how this team operates. So the offense is going to change tremendously. You know, I definitely – I personally think that, you know, like Avery Bradley's not going to be here next year. Nope. I'm, you know, obviously, like Kelly Olenek may or may not be next year. Next year, obviously, he's made a good case for the Rockets to probably, you know, add. It's only, it's only about three people I see coming back. Like, Star- I definitely see Sterling Brown coming back next year. For like, You know, for I would sure. hope Sterling comes back. I think he'll get, you know, he'll, he'll definitely have offers in free agency. But – the Rockets are going to have to pay him more than they did this year in order. Oh to yeah, he's definitely, yeah he's, he's definitely he's definitely earned a, a better contract. Definitely, I mean, yeah, I, I think one offseason together, especially with adding more people, would definitely help. Uh, I'm starting to see that they treat KPJ kind of like Harden a little bit. I see double teams and stuff like that. So I mean, when we start getting more lethal shooters out there, I feel like we can really do something next season. Yeah, especially and once and once KPJ gets a little more comfortable. The thing about KPJ is. They give them double teams because it's like, okay, like they can afford to leave Daniel House open. You can afford, <laughs> you can afford to leave, you know, him open. You can afford to leave, you know, Avery Bradley open because they're just gonna, you know, th- those are shots that you're willing to take, and they don't make those. But if you give like KPJ, because he's gonna get those double teams in the future moving forward. But if you put other guys on the floor that you can't necessarily leave wide open on the perimeter, give me a Joe Harris. Please. Exactly, like that's the kind of guy. Perfect, perfect guy for this team would be a, like a Joe Harris type. Is someone that can hit the three, uber consistently. And and look at Joe Harris this year. He's having one of his best seasons, and he's nowhere, you know, in because there's been such an injection of talent on his team. Yep. That. Oof. Also, I want to ask you another question. This is outside of the Rockets. Do you think yeah, the league? Sure, is, go ahead. Do you think the league is going to change everything by? all these superstars and all the buyouts that's happening with in the future? You know, that's a very good question. Cause I'll say this though, when it comes to the nets, I wasn't, I wasn't on the nets post game. Mike did that over on, uh, on Facebook. But I think when it came to the nets, like everyone was like, Oh my God, like they got LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin acting like LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin were in their primes. Like both of those guys are past their primes. And those guys are not the reason why the Nets were going to win the championship. Like that, those two acquisitions don't push them over the hump for me. The question: James Harden was the acquisition that pushed. Oh, them definitely, over the hump definitely, James. But do you think in a playoff series, just asking, let's say James Harden has a bad game, do you think Lamarcus Aldridge could come off and give you a thirty point night, or even Blake give you a 15, 20 see, point to night? Me, see, to me, I don't even think those guys are going to get that that much run in the playoffs. I truly think. When Harden has an off night, KD's going to step up or Kyrie's going to step up. Like definitely, the, you you turn to your superstars in in the playoffs. And and when it comes to that Nets team specifically, we we know how Mike D'Antoni runs his rotations. And Steve Nash being the head coach, Ooh. we haven't seen anything that will suggest that he's going to run a nine or a ten man rotation in the playoffs. So if that team runs an eight man rotation, assuming they're all healthy, who is it going to be? It's going to be Kyrie, KD, yep. Harden. Yep. Harris, uh, Harris, and Bruce Brown's going to get some run. Definitely. And then, so that's your five guys. Then, I mean, what, Blake and LaMarcus? De- DeAndre Jordan. And then DeAndre Jordan, that's eight. Whew, that but what about TLC? Loaded. Like, are you going to, like, TLC might be, a, like, a guy that I would personally throw out there. And what that about Nick Claxton? Honestly, Nick Claxton <laughs> is probably their best big. He, he, he is their best big. He is. And... You have to, in my opinion, I would play Nick Claxton over over Lamarcus Aldridge. At this point, I mean, I'm still waiting to see what Lamarcus Aldridge can bring. I think that he is a bit 
of a liability on defense. And the thing is, the only thing that concerns me about this Nets team is their ability to defend in the playoffs. We know how much the game slows down in the playoffs, and they are such an offensive juggernaut. Especially when you have to defend KD or – I mean, not KD. You have to defend LeBron or AD or Paul George or Kawhi. That's a problem. I'll say this too. Are you honest? You know, to kind of to kind of bring this a little bit back to tonight, Evan Fournier played really well in that wow. fourth quarter. He had Great. like I think twenty points in the fourth. Like if his three point shooting is on, and if Robert Williams can stay healthy, that's what that team needed. They needed him for to give them a good, really, a real good shooter. Exactly to, to give exactly. Tatum and space to work in Jalen Brown. Look, that's what they needed. Personally, I think the Celtics are the fifth best team in the East right now. But I agree. It's going to come down to matchups in that East playoffs because there's there's a lot of those teams that are so close to each other, and the Celtics are in that tier. But if the Celtics can get a good matchup, can stay healthy with Rob Williams, Evan Fournier is shooting the way he did tonight, Celtics going to be a tough out. How do you feel about the West? How do I feel about the West? See, I think at this point, I still, you know, in my opinion, the champs are always the champs until proven otherwise. Something's going to have to be LeBron James four times in a playoff series, and that is no easy tack. The only teams that have been able to do that in the last several years have been the Spurs. Kevin Durant on it. The Spurs have beaten LeBron. Oh, not and, in the past and, number of years. I mean, a team with yeah. Tim Duncan or a team with um, and the Spurs. See, I think I don't think I wouldn't say Kawhi's. You know, that wasn't really Kawhi's team. I think that was you know the Spurs in in general. But I'll say this: I think that. In my opinion, it's going to be real hard if AD and other AD, Andre Drummond, if if those two guys are healthy, nobody's getting in that paint. And you're going to have to make your threes. And if you're not making your threes against the Lakers, it's going to be real difficult. I, personally, I, I don't – I never want to bet against LeBron James because I've so, done that so before. So who do you think there are teams confirmed. that can compete against him? Who do you think that will be the, the best challenge for the Lakers this season? See – it depends. There's a lot of teams though that could give the Lakers a real. I, run I feel for like their the Suns could give the Lakers a run. I think I think the Suns can. I think the I think the Jazz can. Obviously, the Clippers and the Nuggets, especially. Oh like, my God, the Nuggets! If look, I don't think Aaron Gordon is on the same level <laughs> offensively as Jeremy Grant was, but people forget how important Jeremy Grant was to last year. That team, Nuggets. yes, and. He and like that is, I think, a big reason why the Nuggets kind of struggled to begin the year was because they didn't have that presence next to Jokic. Did, and did, did last year, did they have MPJ in the playoffs last year? They, I believe, they did. I think they, I think he was hurt last season. He, he, I can't. That's really remember. That if, scary. if anyone in the chat can remember if if Michael Porter uh, was playing for the Nuggets in the bubble, um, that would be. Greatly appreciated. But, uh, Josh, I appreciate your time. I'm going to give some other guys. Yes, sir. Uh, appreciate your support for the Dream Take, man. Thank you. Yes. All right. If anyone else wants to come up, I got Mauricio coming on up. Mauricio, welcome to the Dream Take. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for asking. For sure. Any, any questions for me about tonight, about Rockets' future, about NBA future for this season? Man, I think it was time – I'm slowly starting to give up on the Rockets. I'm going, how's Zeke going? He's slowly giving up on the Rockets. In, in terms season. of what, though, like, I understand, like, giving up on the season or just, like, not being as interested in the season or just in general, like, you, you're you're done with the Rockets and you're going, you're going somewhere else. No, I'm giving up on this season for the Rockets. So and and kinda, that's fair. You know, I think we we've all had for points in the season where, you know, we've we've kind of lost interest, I think. A lot of people lost it when Russell Westbrook was traded, then when James Harden was traded, then when Christian Wood got hurt. So there's been definitely a lot of times to jump off the ship. Um, But what about right now is leaning you in that direction? Just like I know we were after the win. I was like, okay, this team is finally getting back on track. But then after we lost the game and then we're on the – are we on a two-game losing streak right now? Right, I think they've. I think this is three in a row now: Grizzlies, Nets, and then now Celtics. Oh well, yeah, and we only won like two games after the losing streak, so yeah. I don't know. It's just 
We, I mean, let me let me ask you this, Mauricio. This is like a very like candid question. How long have you been following the Rockets? Um, since Aaron Brooks and Yao Ming were there, like I think okay. Aaron Brooks of twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. So you have seen you have not seen a losing season of Rockets basketball. This is your first losing season, and I think yeah. uh, we are at the point now where we're approaching loss number 37 which is potentially coming as early as this upcoming week against uh against phoenix on monday so if that were to be the case then that would be the first rockets losing season since 2006 which would be before the time that you started and look i think a lot of fans are learning again how to follow this team because it's very different following a team that is competitive that is fighting for a playoff spot that's fighting for a championship versus a team that is simply not. And what I would advise you as a fan of this team, it, I'm not saying, you know, give up on them or, or not give up on them. It's up to you how you decide to be a fan of this team. But it really truly is not about the micro each game in and out. It's about personally about how this team develops moving forward. And if we see some positive developments in the future of this team and to be honest I think we saw that on Monday when they played the Grizzlies I thought they played actually pretty well and I definitely we saw that on Wednesday night when they played very competitive against Brooklyn with you know James Harden playing and Kyrie and they played a pretty pretty solid game on Wednesday night tonight however I don't feel like there was something that we can take away from this game that we haven't really seen a whole lot of previously that is something worth grabbing moving forward. And that's okay. You're not going to get that in every loss. Most of these losses, you know, have not been quality losses. And at this point, look, the Rockets are, you know, for all intents and purposes, I'm just going to use the word tanking. I've said multiple times how much I dislike the word tanking because I personally think that it makes people think that you're intending to lose, which looking at this Rockets team, they're obviously not trying to lose, but they are not in a great position to win these basketball games. And that can be very frustrating. Uh, but personally, as long as you – like, do you feel positive about Kevin Porter and the possibility that he could be the next, you know, next dude for this franchise and, and Christian Wood? Like, do you feel confident that those guys, when the Rockets are good again, will be the players that lead them to success? Yes, because if you see the defense of K.J. Martin – He's actually good. He, I think he blocked Gobert once and blocked Boban once too. But like, yeah, yeah he's on like a he, he's on like a block tour. He's done uh, Boban, Taco, Gobert, all of the all of the big tall dudes. Like K, KJ Martin is definitely, and he had a dunk tonight on on Grant Williams. I know Grant Williams is no Taco Fall, but that was a nasty dunk. I was like, yeah, but if all those future pieces can stay healthy and stick together then yeah we got a future ahead of us so the advice i want to give you is just look at the team and then just enjoy watching the players and enjoy watching basketball honestly because there's a lot especially coming up a lot of these games that the rockets are gonna play they're not gonna win and especially coming up we got phoenix on monday the clippers next friday they got to play phoenix again in a couple weeks Denver's on the schedule coming soon. So the Rockets are not going to have a lot of chances to win a, a lot of these games. But enjoy, like, it's, it's also been kind of nice to kind of just watch this team just to, just to watch basketball and not really have to worry about, oh, is this team going to jump my team in the standings and et cetera, et cetera. So personally, just watch KPJ grow because I think it's a lot sweeter when the success comes down the road when you see the struggle that the team had to go through to get to where they were. And the Rockets might struggle for a long time. And by a long time, I mean maybe two or three seasons. I personally think it's only going to be about two or three years before we see a real chance at getting back to the playoffs. And if we get Kid Cunningham, that that timeline is a little bit accelerated. If we keep that pick, it's may- if we don't keep that pick, Obviously, it's not. It's going to be a little bit longer, but there is there is reason to watch this game. It's just not the same reasons that we've been tuning in for the past several years. But Mauricio, I appreciate you coming up 
and speaking. I'm going to let other people get a chance now, but uh, thank you for supporting the oh, ring take. And, yeah, uh, can I say one more time. thing? For sure, go ahead. If if that doesn't work out, we got the Astros and Cougars to Absolutely. look forward to. Absolutely, and the Cougars are Final Four tomorrow. Uh, we can definitely talk about some Cougars uh, a little bit later in the in the show, and I'd love to talk Cougars for sure. But Mauricio, appreciate it, man. Thank you. No problem. All right, I'm bringing up Zeke now. Zeke, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you tonight? Jeremy, my guy, how's it going, man? I, you know, I'd be better if the Rockets won, but it's all good in the in the neighborhood. <laughs> I wish I actually were able to watch the game. Um, I hosted a room, a locker room today that was four hours long. We had um, I had invited Alan Rimich, and we were talking about um international basketball, and um, he actually made a Kim Olajuwon the the best international player. So at least we got that. Right, hey, at least we got that. That that's a very uh, important. Honestly, yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, is there any other person that is? And you know, speaking of you know international, the basketball Africa League is starting up really soon. I think. I think it's. Yes. In, I think it's next month. I think it's in May. That's certainly going to attract my eye a little bit, especially considering the infusion of African talent that we've mm-hmm. seen in the league, like with Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid. There's definitely, if you're if you're a basketball junkie, this is definitely something you should be paying attention to. Yes. Yes, definitely. Most definitely. He said he, he knows a king personally. He's met him. He said he's the sweetest guy. So Absolutely. it was awesome for him. It was awesome of him coming up and telling me stories. Um, I, I was delighted. I didn't know before I was, though, so. I kind of missed out on the game, so, you know. But, um, yeah, I wanted to come up here and just put a positive spin on the Rockets, you know. Um, I don't want to be depressing. I mean, it's easy to be depressed. I mean, look at my Rockets. Look at my name on Twitter. It's a depressed Rockets fan. Mm-hmm. Right? We we go from James Harden to basically a team full of young guys. But here's the thing about the Rockets, right? I personally feel as if that, our fan base, you know, we're a bit spoiled, right? Because we have not had legitimately a losing season since 2008. And that was how we got Rudy Gay and traded him for Shane Batter, shaded Sturmont Swift and forced Shane Batter with him in a package, right? Okay. So, you know, we have consistently have won. And yeah, even when we had a losing season, it was always 41-41. So it was one of those moral victories like we're mediocre but we're not bad and we play hard and you could say that the past few years in the Harden era has been a mental fatigue on the franchise not just on the franchise but the fan base um you know we may not have liked how it's ran its course but it's ran its course and it's reset right we're all good things it must come down right and but the thing is, is that even if it's come down and you may have your, you know, your beliefs and how you feel about it, this is a great foundation to build off of, right? You have Christian Wood and KPJ, right? And you have Tate. And the way how you stole KPJ, because I'm going to say it, we stole him for second round picks, which is ridiculous, knowing that we have mm-hmm. poor man James Harden in a taller and linkier frame and more athletic right so what i would advise everybody to do is just sit down and watch you know steven silas has shown that when people actually want to run his uh offensive scheme the team is really formidable they look like what they're doing doing out there somehow does the team sometimes have some brown pegs in a square hole yeah we do you know you have to ask yourself, does John Wall fit the timeline? His contract is $40 million per, or Eric Gordon, does he fit the timeline? But, you know, that's not what you think about. Right now, what you think about is picking a favorite player on the team that you enjoy. Enjoy the time that they're there because they may or may not be there. And hope that we get better in the draft. Uh, we're going to tank to the bottom. Uh, I know tanking is not the word people want to use, but we're not going to be good this season because we have to take our pick. If we keep our pick or according to the strength of schedule, we're number one. 
we're the tough, toughest opponents. We're going to have the Grizzlies twice, uh, Suns twice, and Sixers and Clippers. Uh-huh. I mean, we're most likely going to be the keep the pick, and we might be the worst team in the league. And by worst, you know, if we're the worst team in the league, the the worst pick we will get is fifth. So we're going to be good, and you know, we might be good sooner than later. You know, because the foundation's good. So. um Let's just hope, right? I I don't want to be negative anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, look, Mike and I, like Michael Brown, my co-host, who does half of our shows, he he has a very micro uh, approach to these games. He likes to look at games for the, what they were, and he's you know been you know disappointed with the season. Clearly, I don't think anyone's not disappointed with how the Rockets have gone this season. Definitely, this is probably the worst case scenario of any rocket scenario that we could have written up is what's actually happening this season. And so like the people that are like, that are pro tank, I don't necessarily think those guys are, are happy that the team's losing. I think that it's just more so, you know, this is how you, this is how you lose. This is how you have to get better again. And personally, you know, there's a whole lot of, I personally think like that, there are teams that have been rebuilding for a long time. Sacramento, Detroit, those Minnesota, those teams that have stayed poor because they've had poor, poor front office. And I don't necessarily think the Rockets are there yet. I think that most of the moves that Rafael Stone has made have pointed towards a positive direction. I think most of what Steven Silas has incorporated has pointed towards a positive direction mm-hmm. and i do think that these guys there are pieces there that will be part of this team when they are good again jay sean tate hopefully kj martin really loved kj's game and how it's improved since the bubble and i do think i am very high on kpj there's no reason not to at this point to yeah. be high to be not high on kpj it's but at this point the rockets just they need to they need to keep massaging these these pieces that they have and keep it going and when it seems that it can't when look there's a whole bunch of reasons as to why it won't work as well and adding to that pick you know that this pick is really crucial for the rock rocket success and i would say that this offseason is incredibly crucial for the rocket success because if look christian wood is on a 3 year contract right if Christian Wood is like we basically have three three years, including this season, to convince Christian Wood to sign a second contract with us, because I don't think that Christian Wood will um, like I don't think the Rockets will be at their peak in Christian Wood's first contract. I think it's going to take a second contract, and if they don't sign Christian Wood on a second contract, then I think you're looking at a difficult, uh, a more difficult rebuild than what they are currently facing. And that's really the timeline. So if this this summer is incredibly important for building this team in that vision around Christian Wood and around Kevin Porter. And you need shooters with that. You need that pick to go through. It's going to be incredibly crucial. I don't think it's going to be totally a wash if that pick ends up going to Oklahoma City. I don't think the Rockets are doomed if that's the case. They'll simply just have to wait an extra year. And the thing about the Rockets is, yes, Christian Wood's contract is a little bit concerning, but that's so down the line from now that I'm not even that worried about it. Personally, let's get through the rest of this season. Hopefully they land one of those top four. Hopefully they land the number one pick because I do think that Cade Cunningham can pull us out of a rebuild faster than any of the other guys can that are at mm-hmm. the top four. But let's just take this day by day. That's just that's simply how it works. You can't mm-hmm. you can't build Rome in a day. And right. And to, trying to build Rome. Right. And to add even to that, like we have multiple picks this year, right? If anything, I, I know for a fact that the Rockets are planning to make a big move to trade up in the draft or trade for a player that can help the team um, in the in the long run or, you know, short-sighted. I, I, I don't particularly want a short-sighted move, but the Rockets, 
aren't going to be a, a laughing stock for long. It's yeah, it's going to be shorter than what everybody thinks here. I, I know that like Rockets fans, we're used to just seeing our team in the playoffs every year. We we're used to our team just playing hard. So, mm-hmm. but I would just exercise everybody to be patient. I live in New York. I have seen the Knicks as a high schooler being quite dreadful mm-hmm. while I was a Rockets fan. So they have seen a lot pain way more than us. It's just that our pain is a little bit more... Um, our pain has just been a little bit more uh, uh, painful because it's recent. So yes. let's just um, let's just sit and relax and, you know, recharge ourselves and then get back into it when our teams are contending again. And you mentioned trading up in the drafts, and I think that that is a possibility. I don't necessarily think that all three Rockets picks, assuming they keep their own, will stay as Rockets picks. Personally, though, I would rather you utilize... If you're going to use those two picks and trade up and get a guy like Corey Kispert from Gonzaga, Mm -hmm. who is one of the best three-point shooters in this draft, you could hypothetically do that, but if I were Rafael Stone, this is what I'm doing. I'm taking okay. that. Uh, if we get that top four pick, I'm keeping that pick. I'm taking the second pick or the third. Like either one of the other two first rounders, I'm attaching it to John Wall and I'm trading him because I do think that John Wall negatively it is not on the timeline as the Rockets. I do think that John Wall wants to play. In, I, I do think that John Wall wants to be in a place where he can contend and and he wants to play as well. So I think this what the Rockets are doing right now doesn't fit what John Wall is doing. And it was when he first got here, but now that he's been here for the four months that he has, it's simply just not in the same timeline anymore. And it's unfortunate because I do like John Wall as a person and as a player too when he's not, you know, kind of... You mean tank commanding? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that he's... You know, it's it's difficult. We talk about his hero complex and all of that and kind of his hubris as, as a player and how it doesn't really fit what the Rockets are doing. Like, it was okay before the trade deadline when Christian Wood was uh, – when he was hurt and he was out of the game. Yeah. Um, and we had all the depot to blame everything he's on. playing on the court with John Wall and, and Christian Wood. Like, I don't think that – it made sense earlier in the year when they were competing for something – but now I think the direction of the team, the thing is the Rockets direction has changed four or five times in the course of just this one season. And mm-hmm. with the shortened off season, the coaching change, the Westbrook re- requesting a trade, then Harden, it's just, they haven't had enough time for continuity and for simply just having a team that's consistent because that not only with the trades, but the injuries have forced guys in and out of the lineup and it's just been, it's been a huge mess and there's, and it's totally understandable as to why the Rockets are in the position that they're in. But ultimately sometimes that can be a good thing. You know, a lot of people have criticized the Rockets for being where they are, but personally I would rather be where the Rockets are right now than somewhere seven through eight in terms of the in terms of the draft order because not only is it the Rockets not getting their pick if that's the case but at the end of the day like you look at teams like Detroit uh you know the Pelicans you know those teams Charlotte Hornets those teams have never been bad enough to be a top pick but they've never been good enough to make the playoffs and I don't and like if the Rockets got Karis LeVert or Jared Allen that's where the Rockets would be right now. Like, it's not like Karis LeVert and Jared Allen are making this Rockets team a playoff team. Oh, uh, I mean, I would say... I'll look, Karis LeVert's on the... Indiana right now, and yes, Karis LeVert is possibly their best player, but if you look at Indiana, like, they're not a playoff team right now. I wouldn't... Here's the thing. I, they're I ninth. I don't care about um, LeVert. I actually care more about um, uh, Jared, Jared Allen. Yeah, and look he's... where the Cavs are. Look yeah, where the Cavs I'm... are in the standings. No, but... I'll say this, right? I do agree with okay with the Rockets team with KPJ. They probably makes they'll probably get into the play, right? But where where I agree with you is that 
being mediocre for the sake of media mediocrity to as like a more victory it's purgatory. Is, yeah it's, it's purgatory, NBA purgatory. It, it's, it's it's that's no, the last place they want to be yeah it's a no it's no place you want to be it's miserable it's it's why i think the fandom and rocky's twitter itself are more acceptant of these losses versus than when we had Oladipo there cuz when Oladipo was there you, you know you were there as the guys you thought of him as the guys to be the replacement to James Harden although there was picks involved that was what it was built to be a two-way star from the eastern conference that is athletic and can do some things and you know he's not healthy and he has underperformed and you know when you see his in massive inefficiencies and see his below average playmaking for his position it's just you know it's it 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 it, it was frustrating and people just could not stomach it right it is so now that he is gone you know nobody even talks about John Wall in a negative light you know because you're just happy that John Wall is just playing basketball after not playing for two years, right? So um, at this point, I think everybody should just accept that we're not good enough and that this is this is not, you know, this is not the end of the war, right? That Like, this, this is just the end of the battle. Like, we'll come back, right? That's the point of a season. It, it It's supposed to start and end and restart, right? So... That's where my stance is on all of that. And Jeremy, I, I'm not too crazy about trading any of our picks, current picks right now, to dump John Wall. But, I mean, a future pick is probably something I would rather do, right? Because if we're dumping a pick right now and a loaded draft, that's a little bit too costly for somebody like John Wall who... Although some people may make fun of him as a tank commander, um, he's still valuable in a vacuum, right? And that means they're saying that his value is super, super low, which it's low in the grand scheme of things because of his contract, but it's not unplayable. You know what I mean? This is well, yeah. To be not fair, trash. To be fair, um, the Rockets have so they have the extra pick for from the they got the pick from. Washington in the trade to get the, so Washington had to attach a pick onto John Wall to trade him, and the Rockets now have those excessive picks. And what trading John Wall does is it frees up enough salary to where you can go out and get free agents. Because what the Rockets truly need, the Rockets don't need to just hit in the draft; they need to hit in free agency too, and. Especially, especially in the shooting department. Personally, you, when you get a shooter, getting them from college is one thing. But if you can get them... Because, look, the Rockets are going to do what they can. They're probably going to find some undrafted guy as well that's going yeah. to you know, somehow crack the rotation or some, some late second round pick. But the Rockets are going to... like it, it, In a way... Yes, you do need to develop your draft picks, but also it's it, it's definitely in the back of Rafael Stone's head. He won't say it, but it's definitely in the back of his head that Christian Wood is going to be a free agent in 2023. Mm. And if the Rockets aren't good by then, who's to say that Christian Wood won't leave for a better situation? Look, I'm very – if Christian Wood is on the trajectory that he's on right now, assuming he stays healthy, the Rockets should offer him a max contract. But, and they will. But will he take a max contract from a team that maybe is a little closer to a championship? Like I do think that is because I think I think Christian Wood could be in that conversation of guys that can go to like Christian Wood's going to get recruited in free agency if he if he chooses to leave the Rockets. I hope personally that he doesn't leave the Rockets because I think he's our best chance of you know getting out of where we are. But I think that also is part of it. And it's certainly something that we'll talk about uh, much more in depth down the line. And it also depends on where those picks end up. For instance, because I know that the Rockets don't like 
where like those late firsts because late firsts don't have as much value as you know early seconds like I know that the Rockets are definitely in the camp of they prefer second round picks because it costs less and the value difference between a late first and an early second is not as much and I know that they traded you know that pick swap from from Milwaukee to get that late first as opposed to their early second but I do think that having that first round pick is definitely uh, more valuable. And look, if you have three first round picks, you got to pay three guys first round pick money. Like versus, you know, maybe not giving someone that guy. I personally don't. I think they're going to get two two first round picks will be on the team next year. I don't think it'll be three. I, I just don't see the Rockets doing that. I think it's much easier to get two guys in. Incorp- and, and play them, like actually play those guys. Like if they get, say, let's assume, let's just say they get, um, you know, just for just for simplistic purposes, let's just say they get Keith Cunningham and then they get a guy in the draft. Um, let, let's talk about some guy that's, you know, Quentin Grimes. Just, okay. just, just to throw out a name and, and to keep it local. Uh, Quentin Grimes, U- University of Houston. Let's assume they get those two guys. Like play those two guys. Like, Cade Cunningham will probably get, like, if if the Rockets get Cade Cunningham, I don't see the point in having John Wall. Like, there really is no reason to have John Wall anymore. They won't be able to play John Wall and Cade Cunningham and do them justice. It just, it simply is impossible. You're not going to be able to keep John Wall happy. You're not going to be able to play Cade enough to the point where he can develop, because People forget, like, Kate Cunningham is only 19. <laughs> so we, like, Kate has a lot of developing still left to do. And I think if, and if you play him next to Kevin Porter, that's where you're going to get your most success. It's not going to be when John Wall's playing next to uh, Kevin Porter or when DJ Augustine is playing next to Kevin Porter. So I, per- like, that's another reason, too, why I would be more likely to deal um, John Wall if Kate Cunningham is picked. Now, if there's if they don't have a chance of get, getting Kate Cunningham, I'm totally okay with giving John Wall, you know, an extra uh, another year with the Rockets, and then trading him when his when his contract becomes an expiring contract, and it might be a little bit easier to deal him. So that's another thing too. And if you've got to play three guys, like it's really hard to open three spots in the rotation for these guys. I don't personally think like if Steven Silas is only playing nine guys, like. Another thing, too, and I don't know if it's because uh, Boston played a very uh, small lineup, but I would really like to see DJ Wilson get a little bit more run. I would personally rather see him in the rotation other than Avery Bradley. And Agreed. Not that Avery Bradley is, you know, a negative. I do think Avery Bradley has value. It's just I think DJ Wilson has a little more to offer right now than Avery Bradley. So that personally is where I would go. And I hope that we can see more out of him. Maybe if Christian Wood is not playing in the next game or two, maybe that will give DJ Wilson more of an opportunity. I mean, he didn't play, like, before the trade with Avery Bradley, you know, he was playing pretty frequently, and he was actually playing pretty well. And I do think Kelly Olenek coming in also kind of hurts him a little bit. But there is a spot, like, you can make room for DJ Wilson. Like, I think that, He's a guy, he's shown enough in a Rockets uniform to where there's, like, that's not all that he can offer. Like, he didn't deserve to be kicked out of the rotation, and not by Avery Bradley, of all people. So, I hope that, I hope that Steven Silas plays him a little bit more, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But, Zeke, yeah. I'm about to sign off here, so I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Take, uh, tonight, and hope to see you in the future. Before I leave. How was Kelly O tonight? Because, you know, he's been a god lately. How was he? Not god tier. I'll say that. He had, I think, 10 points. Not terrible. Like, more than Victor Oladipo. But, (laughs) you know, 22 minutes, 10 points, 4 assists, 3 boards. 2 of 3 from 3 tonight, though. His 3-point shot has been kind of off lately. But he did did make 2 threes tonight. So, uh, Kelly Olenek, the Olenek Clinic, is uh, still rolling. I like that. So what yeah. you're saying is that we won the trade? Um, I yes. Okay, guys. See, we won something. We, <laughs> we won, won something. 
He wants something, guys. So let yeah, lay I, off on the Rockets. Look, I've always I've been I haven't been a defender of the trade. I still don't love the trade for the Rockets, but I I have been less critical of the trade than most people have, and not because Kelly Olynyk's been playing pretty well since he's gotten Houston, but mainly because of you know the Rockets. The Rockets simply had to get rid of Victor Oladipo, and they had to open minutes for Kevin Porter. That was the main beneficiary of the trade, and. You know, we've we've certainly seen that, especially in these first couple of games. But thanks, Zeke. I appreciate no you uh, coming in. No problem. You're my All guy, right. so I'll... I'm gonna give Joe a question here. Joe, thank you for coming in on the Dream Take. How are you, my friend? Um, I'm doing great, but would have been a lot better if the Rockets pulled out a win tonight. Oh yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, do you have a question for me tonight? You want to talk anything about tonight's game or any Rockets talk? Uh, hi. I didn't really pick up what Joe was saying there. It looks like he's off, but uh, this is my curtain call. I will uh, sign off here, but thank you so much to everyone who came into the room tonight. Zeke, Jackson Gatlin in the comments here, Mauricio, Josh. Everyone, thank you so much for coming in. I will be back on Sunday with another locker room post-game show. We take on the Pelicans on Sunday. Big key for that game, hopefully Christian Wood plays. If not, it's going to be very hard for the Rockets to pull out a win. It's going to be very hard for the Rockets to pull out any win this season, especially against the teams that are in playoff contention. At this point, though, Let's just see a sign of development from this team. We didn't really get one tonight. Hopefully we get one on Sunday night. The Pelicans, they play really big. So I would like to see more DJ Wilson. Uh, Kelly Olenek's also going to play a pretty important role. So keep an eye on the bigs against against the Pelicans for Sunday's game. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at DreamShakeSBN. We are the home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. You can also give us a like on Facebook. We're over there, and we drop half of our game recaps over there with Michael Brown. And you can also follow me here on Locker Room at Jeremy Brenner. I am also I'm here to give the Dream Take live post-game recaps. I'm also in rooms very frequently, popping in and out, baseball season starting, basketball season picking up, playoffs about to start soon. So feel free to keep the conversation flowing here on Locker Room as well. I am always looking forward to good conversation on this fine app. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.